Well, Rhodes, how does it feel to lose to Coach Will for like the fifth time in a row? Um. <laughs> Hello, it is Thursday, April 16th. I'm exhausted from grading almost four students' optional work from these first few days of online learning, but I'm braving the exhaustion to be here with you today. We are the real bros of Holly Springs. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will. What's up? How's the first week back from spring break treating you? Everything's going well. I think uh, I think I have a few more students than, than you to, to look back and give feedback with our grading uh system where it's just feedback right now but you know i've enjoyed getting back into a a routine waking up at a certain time providing you know students work at a certain time and having somewhat of a, a structured schedule similar to what we had when we were actually in school so i'm glad to be back uh, from spring break and be back in remote learning and I, I hope you've had some some fun as well yeah, you know, waking up at 8 a.m. and just replying to emails while watching Gossip Girl in bed for the first three hours of the day is it's not the worst way to start a weekday. Like, again, it's, I'd still rather be in school, but, like, this isn't, this isn't the worst thing in the world either. Can you, uh, can you put some Gossip Girl uh, quotes in, in, in the podcast today? So kind of yeah. like start or end seg- segues that way? I have, an, I have an Easter egg plan for later. It's, it's, already, it's already on tap, so don't worry about that. Okay. All right, listeners, be prepared. <laughs> uh, so again, if you want to talk to us or give us some ideas for segments, maybe just an all Gossip Girl segment or anything else you want to see, you can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at marketing underscore HSHS. Uh, you can also email each of us at broads4 and jwill, both at wcpss.net, things you love, uh, hate mail. We'd be happy to read more hate mail on the, on the air uh, or any mailbag questions you might have. And again, you can find us on Spotify or via the web on Anchor. You got me again. You beat me in another draft. In our soda poll draft from last episode, you beat me 58% to 42%. What are your thoughts on getting another win? I don't want to rub it in too much like you, you try to rub it in when you said I only got three <laughs> votes you know, in the poppy draft. But I'm going to rub it in a little bit. I, I think uh, I had a really bad showing, and I, I, I was ready to come back to normalcy. And normalcy for me is – winning the drafts, and I was able to do that. I, I think that it was a much closer draft in terms of the selections and what the, the voting percentage came out to be. And I'm excited about today's draft. Uh, I'm ready for it to be a close one. Once again, we've got a g- special guest coming on who's going to participate in the draft today, and I think it's going to be a close one. But, you know, unfortunately you lost. I get another win. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually one I can live with. Like, these are just the four sodas I love. Like, as I mentioned on the draft, like, these are the top four sodas in my draft board. Uh, honestly, from preparing for a draft, it can take me, like, upwards of an hour to perfect my draft board, which I think you guys would argue now is just, like, time I'm wasting, so I'm going to lose anyway. But this, <laughs> this draft board, like, took me five minutes to do. Like, these are just the sodas I love. They're the ones that Claire guessed that I picked, like, in the right order. If people don't love my draft, it just means more Mountain Dew for me. So I can live with that. With every draft that we do, I think the one like 100% certainty is that they are always authentic. No matter what we do, no matter what we've talked about, you always put authentic roads, draft boards together. And I, you know, I commend you for that. 
I, I've drafted sometimes to, to try to appease the target market of the podcast. It, it has led to a few more extra wins, but you are authentic, and I will give you that no matter what. You are the most authentic drafter on this podcast. Thank you. I'll take those next to all my second place losing trophies. <laughs> I think it is time for us to bring on our special guest who's going to be with us for the rest of the episode. Um, when I was in grad school to become a teacher way back in September of 2012, I received a message about who I would be student, a student teacher for. And that person, of course, is our guest today, Guy McConnell. After I initially emailed him, the first things he ever wrote to me in an email were, hey, Brandon, feel free to call me Guy from here on out. Well, I don't think he's called me Brandon at any point in the last seven and a half years, and I certainly don't think I've called him Guy either, but I had no idea then that I'd be meeting one of my best friends who seven years later, I'm lucky enough to have a classroom right next to, and today we're lucky enough to have him on this podcast former Holly Springs Teacher of the Year, and widely renowned as the second best civics teacher in the school, welcome. <laughs> wow. What an intro, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be the bro show without this guy right here. So I'm excited to be part of the show today and, and talk with you guys and go through the rest of the episode, man. I'm pumped. I'm really excited to have you on, McConnell. I, I know a lot of people don't come down the 2700 hallway and see, you know, us interact, but... We, we say the bros of Holly Springs and it's, you know, pro, you know, pr uh, prominently me and Rhodes on, on the podcast. But, you know, if we had to include one more person to, to create like a three amigos, it would be you. So we appreciate we you coming on today and being with us. Yeah, we are quite the trio. Yeah, we'll talk about some basketball stuff where we are a pretty solid trio as well. So we can pretend like we didn't just play some games yesterday uh, on Zoom. I, I know you kind of brought us together because we were bored, and you're like, hey, let's play some games. Um, but let's forget that and say we didn't. How has the last month at home been for you? Uh, yeah, not bad. <clears throat> Trying to stay busy seems to be the best policy. Doing a lot of yard work, uh, a lot of housework hanging out with my daughter, Kennedy, and my wife. And my wife is still going to work. She, she's a nurse at UNC Hospital, but uh, spent a lot of time trying my best to teach preschool uh, and try not to drive myself crazy uh, with stuff going around the house and with hanging out with a, a four-year-old nonstop. But she's handled it pretty well. I've handled it pretty well. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's been so-so. So what's the, what's the best part or the hardest part of teaching preschool then? Like, do we have to worry about you leaving school to, to jump into the daycare <laughs> center time soon, or are you going to stick around high school? Yeah, not a chance. Not a chance I'm leaving high school to go teach preschool. Uh, <laughs> she hates the fact that mom and dad are, are both trying to teach her stuff. So we've tried to structure it just like she sees it in school. We'll put sight words on the wall, uh, and we've given her this, this wand-looking thing that we've created to kind of point and, and say the words and practice the words. She definitely hates math. Anytime we try to do numbers or simple addition, she can't stand it. She hates it. She gets frustrated. She gets mad at us. So she won't do any of that. So there's, there's no way. No way I'm leaving high school to, to go teach the little kitties. Phew. I, I know we were worried about that. <laughs> and and to, to follow that up, just kind of a follow-up question to that. I've seen some stuff on Twitter, and it made me think about it. Do you, do you think it's harder – for like elementary and preschool teachers to, to teach during this like remote learning? Or do you think it's more difficult for middle school and high school teachers? 
I think it's got to be way more difficult for elementary school teachers, even in a setting not like we're in right now. I think they have the most challenging job of all the teachers. Uh, they have to teach everything. And then you throw on top of it trying to get a bunch of elementary school age kids onto a computer, paying attention. Uh, even if you think about getting 25 kindergartners onto a laptop uh, and trying to structure a lesson, I think that's got to be pretty outrageous. So, yeah, I think they have it way worse than, than we do as high school teachers. So we, we want to try to move away from, you know, basic questions. This, this is like a, a really serious question. Who is the best assistant JV coach that you've ever had? Oh, wow. Man, that, that is a very serious question. That's going to require a lot of thinking. I've had three since I've, I've coached JV men's basketball for eight-ish years or so. Uh, my dad was my first assistant coach. Uh, helped me out when I was, was like 22, 23, so I was super young. Uh, and then Coach RJ, who helps out with the, the men's program still. Uh, and then, of course, you, Coach Will. You were there this year to help out. It's always nice to have someone on your bench. Uh, to give you some advice and just kind of, kind of bounce some ideas off of. So I just think that's the obvious answer since you're here right in front of me, that, that you, you are the, the best assistant coach I think I've ever had. Well, I'm I appreciate that. This, my, my dad's also not going to listen to this podcast. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the reason. I was going to say, I, I, I'm just trying to build my ego up a little bit, but I, I felt like you should have gone the sentimental route with your, your father. Yeah, he's, he's not going to listen to this podcast, so he, he was not going to be the answer. <laughs> yeah, I really thought you were going to pick your dad also. That was definitely <laughs> Dad was a solid coach growing up. Yeah, he actually did not – he played sports in high school, but basketball was not one of them. So for him to, to kind of put all those things aside and coach me in basketball was pretty impressive. Yeah, I know we talked about this last week with Mr. Poppy a little bit, but the three of us uh, make a pretty mean three-on-three basketball team too. Over the last few years, there's been very, very few student teams that have been able to top us. So that's one. Yeah, one. Yes. One from my yeah. memory, right? Do we remember the kids' name? Broderick Taylor. Yeah. Then Brendan Ferguson. Brendan Ferguson and Tariq. Tariq Vanfield. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only three. And Broderick uh, is a hoss. Yeah, he he is a tough dude to to guard. Broderick was hitting fadeaways left and right. Mm-hmm. Tariq was bombing threes, and then Brendan was by far and away the most athletic person in the gym. That was that was a tough day for us. That was. We yes. played them a lot. It's but, definitely yeah. difficult for us to compete against high school or college athletes when two of those players are the most athletic people on the floor. That is yeah. tough. If, if you get rid of Broderick or you get rid of Ferguson, I think we, we have a chance against whoever else they, they pick. But Broderick and Ferguson together is just it's, – it's worthless for us to even try to compete. So our, our only stipulation is that you don't play for the varsity men's basketball team. And so Broderick, during that year, was not technically on the men's basketball team, even though he was a heck of an athlete. Um, so any students that are listening, I think we, we'd be a surprise for you of how, how pretty decent basketball players we actually are. So we're ready to take you up when school resumes. Yeah, or, or even this summer. Uh, hopefully we're allowed to yeah. head back to school this summer. That would be, that'd be fun. Uh, so I, I know Will had asked a question related to him, so I'll ask one about me now. Um, so when during my student teaching did you know that you were watching like a prodigy uh, and were in the presence of a great teacher? Um, <clears throat> pretty early on, man. I knew you were the real deal. I knew you were the MVP, future teacher of the year, uh, maybe even national teacher of the year one day. Like, it could be endless. Your, your, your prospects are endless of what you can achieve, Rhodes. 
you're so you're so young still that you have a long ways to go and you can achieve some really high goals if you really put your mind to it. I appreciate it. But honestly, though, honestly, I mean, I, I'm only halfway <laughs> joking there. Like you, you've always had the the charisma and the personality to get along well with kids, and it doesn't take somebody long to for for them to realize that you kind of have that ability to to build relationships with students. Thank you. Uh, whenever people ask, I, I'm, just, say, I'm just sitting in the corner over here, like crying. I I I don't have any of those things, so now I'm just going to have to like figure out a way to wing it for the next 25 years. <laughs> hey, 20, 23 years, relax. Uh, no, whenever people ask me what, where I learned how to teach, for for better or for worse, I say it was, it was all from McConnell. <laughs> when I tell a joke that doesn't land, so which happens about as often as you'd expect. So 40, 47 times per class period. That's yep. Yeah, that's pretty painful at times too. When you expect the students to laugh and they don't laugh. <laughs> well, probably the most the probably the most nerve wracking joke that I tell is when I teach the Second Amendment. And I ask students if they have a gun in their house, and some of them say yes, and some of them say no. And I, I tell them that we don't, but Jackie's not too worried because we've got these guns right here. And I flex <laughs> the class. And brother, if if the kids don't laugh, it is one of the most painful things in the world. Uh, if they do, though, it makes you feel a lot better about being a comedian. Uh, the positive I, I thing. Feel like... Sorry, go ahead, Rhodes. The positive thing is every time I tell a joke in class, there's at least one laugh because I'm always <laughs> laughing my own joke. So that really cuts the ice a little bit. That does help. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when we get later into uh, the podcast and we do our our uh, our fun segment with McConnell, I feel like we're gonna make our ourselves laugh a lot more than we make each other laugh. So I can't wait. Seems <laughs> pretty likely. While we're talking about school and specific teachers, I figured this would be a fun time to introduce something that we've seen a lot on the internet over the last few weeks. So we decided to make a choose your Holly Springs High School quarantine house. Uh, basically, we separated different staff members up into six different houses. We're going to put this out on Twitter and Instagram at marketing underscore HSHS. And you guys can pick your house too. We're curious to hear what you guys choose. Um, this might be a good idea to look at it. We can kind of go over briefly what the, what the houses are. Um, the first house we have in the media center, Burleson, uh, Coach Taylor, Miss Patchett, Miss Dion, Mr. Sosaby, and Officer Gledhill. And the second house, we have Poppy as the admin. We have Coach Doggett, Miss Stodderman, Miss McKinney, uh, Dr. Anderson, and Coach RJ. In the third house, uh, the fine arts hallway, we have uh, Mr. Bond as our admin. We have Coach Weitzel, Miss Airy, Mr. Racy, Miss Shaver, and Officer Gerald. And in the fourth house, the main gym, we have Miss Newby as our admin, Coach Firth, Mr. Biasi, Mr. Inge, Mr. Temple, and Miss Young. And in house five in the auditorium, we have Miss Prue as our admin. Uh, we have Mr. Miller, uh, uh, Mr. Richer, Mr. Ruger, Mr. Tuttle, and Mr. Davis in the front office. In House 6 in the 2700 hallway, our admin is Mr. Morrison, Coach Hep, Mr. Collins, Mr. Bowen, Ms. Ingle, and Mr. Herrick. All right. So where, uh, which Holly Springs house are you guys in the quarantine in? I think we, we have to, to talk about real quick before I finalize my choice. Are we stuck in these houses? Like, you know, the 2700 hallway, the media center, the are we stuck there? Or is that just kind of like 
our main area of the the school that we have to kind of stick you know around so originally i thought it'd be fun if you were stuck there but logistically that doesn't seem possible like if you're stuck in the in the gym like how are you going to eat so <laughs> but what if like food's brought to you because that's that's what i assume being quarantined you're stuck right that's a good point that really could change well, my vote here because i had well, we're allowed to like go to the grocery store to get food so are we allowed to leave to go to the cafeteria to get the food and come back I just want to make sure that I'm clear on this before I, I finalize my selection. I think we need to say that's where you have to spend like almost all of your time. Like we'll pretend that you have like a, we can pretend you have like a kitchen in the bedroom and in either like place that you have. So you're not like sleeping like on like the gym floor or whatever. We can just pretend like that's okay. where you're being at most of the time we can say maybe. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. So right. McConnell, you're, you're, you're our guest. Do you want to, you want to share which house you'd be in first? Um, yeah, I think I just switched my vote a little bit here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with house number one in the media center. Uh, and the reason being you have enough space in the media center to kind of spread out, to relax. You have an endless supply of, of books to read. Of what? Um, books. I was kidding. That's sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get rid of those. Um, <laughs> the, the people there, we got Mr. Burleson, the admin, Coach Taylor, Ms. Patchett, Ms. Dion, Mr. Sosaby, Gledhill, all very easygoing people. Blood Hill is super entertaining, a lot of fun to talk to. I think you have some good conversations with those people. Uh, and I, I don't think they would drive you crazy uh, in, in that specific house. What, what about you, Rhodes? So I think that house one's what I'm leading towards also. Uh, the location's nice. I think that's probably the best location. Um, these are all people that I at least know and have spoken with before. Uh, I do think it'd be fun to have Gledhill there to entertain, so to speak, and bust out the guitar. You know, we could have some like late night campfires. We could we could burn some books and have some campfires. Uh, I just think that would be a you know, Miss Patrick could, could give us some musical accompaniment to that. I just think it'd be a nice, chill, uh, relaxed environment. A lot of like comfy chairs there, also, and that that's an important part of quarantining. I can't deny that your your reasoning behind uh, the media center uh, is justified, and I don't want to to like harp on the same thing but yeah my, my choice that I, I went with was the media media center as well and, and I kind of thought about it not only from what you guys were saying oh there's space there's comfortable chairs there's books to read because we have all the time in the world to read now so might as well have an endless supply um, I actually looked at like each individual person uh, and you know based off what you guys said officer Glenhill so to be uh, are definitely fun guys to be around and have conversations with. So I definitely would want to have the conversations with them. Rhodes, I love your sense of humor. So I was looking at the admin and, you know, Mr. Uh, Poppy came on the podcast before and said Burleson had a, a dry sense of humor. So I, I, I want somebody to kind of provide that to me and you weren't on the list. So I was like, all right, Burleson would provide me the, the, the humor uh, Coach Real Taylor. Quick, if, if Burleson's listening to this and is hearing that you're comparing his sense of humor to mine, no, I, no, no. I think you're not going to have a job next year. No, no, no. I'm not saying that I'm comparing the two. I'm saying that I would want somebody with a sense of humor. Oh, okay. We have two different humors, oh, but I would want somebody to like make me laugh. Oh, okay. And I think he would be able to provide me some humor. Cause I need it. You know, I get, I get your humor twice a week and I'm going to be missing that in this quarantine house. So I wanted to have somebody there 
Uh, I, I love McConnell and what he was able to, to do as, you know, having me come on as a JV assistant coach this year. But I actually, for one day, helped the JV basketball team on the women's <laughs> side. So I have to go with Coach Taylor as my coach because, you know, I helped her coach as well. Um, so, you know, those are some of the reasons for those individuals. Dion, I don't know if anybody has been able to, to actually interact with Dion, but she always gives me the best options to go for food in downtown Durham. So if you're ever trying to travel to Durham and want something to do, talk to Dion. She goes there all the time. So I figured, you know what? She's been to all these restaurants. She might be able to maybe whip up some like cool food concoctions because of all the restaurants she's went to. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put Dion in there. And then my last pick for Patchett, I love musicals. Absolutely love watching musicals. So I figured if I had Patchett, she'd be able to maybe get the rest of us to like sing musicals or sing some show tunes. So, you know, I went from each individual and said, this is the best house for me. You really broke I, that down. I didn't realize you love musicals also. We're definitely going to have to do a musical draft at some point. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I love musicals. Awesome. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to tell us which house you would choose as well and, and let us know why. Uh, I know we kept it for positive comments only, so maybe try to, you know, follow, follow suit with that also. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of us were in any of these houses because we have some great recipes to bring to you with our cooking corner after this word from our sponsor. Tired of cooking the same old thing every day while you're stuck at home? Your parents making you eat leftovers again? Well, don't worry. The Real Bros of Holly Springs Podcast Cookbook is here to save the day. We've compiled a list of our favorite recipes available in a cookbook for you. Wow your Instagram followers with such recipes as a really big salad or a PB&J but with hot wing pretzels inside or even such classics as Will's Wild Hot Wings. For the low, low price of $24.99 plus gas money, we will give you 12 of our favorite recipes. And if you order via email in the next three days, we will even throw in a trip to Zaxby's once social distancing is over. You'll pay for everyone, but you'll get to eat lunch with your favorite podcast hosts. Welcome back to the podcast. This is our cooking corner segment, and I'm going to go ahead and start off uh, with my recipe for today. Uh, it's a vegetarian enchilada. Pretty much what you can do is really put anything that's not meat into the enchilada, uh, but for the purpose of my enchiladas, you're going to have... Uh, broccoli, sweet potatoes, a red bell pepper, onion, and then really any type of bean that you want to add to it. Uh, what you're going to do is bake the vegetable items together. You're going to cook the beans separate or cook them on the stove separately. And then you're going to combine those things into an enchilada, put some enchilada sauce, and put some shredded cheese on top of that. Uh, but check out our Instagram and our Twitter page for the complete instructions, the quantity that you need for each, the amount of time you need to bake uh, those vegetables for, and when you should put the enchilada sauce and cheese to make everything uh, come together. All right. Sounds good. My recipe is English muffin pizza. Uh, again, another super simple classic. 
actually this recipe is also in a cookbook my mom gave me when I went off to college, which was not used while I was busy not cooking for myself in college. Uh, basically, you lightly toast it with muffin halves, throw some tomato sauce, oregano on there, and the toppings of your choosing. Uh, the topping, my must-have topping on any pizza, English muffin or otherwise, is pineapple, another controversial food opinion for me. Uh, and I either put generally black olives, or maybe some pepperoni or sausage on there as well. Then you put some mozzarella cheese on top, put it in the oven, you're good to go. Uh, generally, I make some to have you know, at night, and then I love taking leftover English muffin pizzas into school the next morning too. It's a great, great lunch that keeps well for the next day also. Uh, super easy to make uh, and super delicious too. McConnell, what about you? All right, so my recipe is chicken tacos, or you can actually do this as pork tacos as well. And you get a handful of chicken breast or like a pork shoulder. You put it in the crock pot, which is one of the main things that we use at our house. Get a packet or two of taco seasoning, throw that in there. Uh, also get a can of chipotle peppers and adobo sauce. And you put in like half a can of that. Uh, and a little bit of chicken broth to kind of help things even out. Cook it. If you're doing chicken, you cook it for like four or five hours on low. If you're doing a pork shoulder, about eight hours on low. Uh, but tacos are like a main staple at our house. So we always have like cilantro, lime, sour cream, uh, some like pickled red onions, you know, a little bit more fancy. But uh, we do tacos, different types of tacos almost every week. Uh, also, in addition to that, I almost forgot. You, you throw in, again, some pineapple if you so choose at the end of it. Just get a can of chunk pineapples. Yes. Uh, the chipotle peppers give it the spice. The pineapple gives it the sweet. Uh, and it's it's a pretty deadly combination in a good way. Deadly in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it was last year he made too much of it. So he brought some in for us for lunch. Uh, and that was, oh, that's right. yeah. that was that was very delicious also. Uh, and again, all of these episodes, all of these recipes are going to be available on Instagram in case you want to cook like a bro at home. So a podcast fan emailed us and asked us to make her birthday wish come true. And who are we to stand in the way of a fan's dream? Superfan and mailbag segment namesake Mary Greer joins the podcast next for a live version of the Mary Greer mailbag. Welcome back to the podcast. Last semester, our guests had one of the greatest schedules in recorded school history, being lucky enough to draw both Rhodes and me as teachers. And over the past, past month, she has shown that she has great taste by becoming a huge fan of the podcast. She's a senior at Holly Springs. She was a member of the swim team and just had a birthday on Tuesday. So welcome, Mary Greer, to the podcast. Hi. Welcome, Mary. Happy birthday. Hey, Mary. Thank you. Happy birthday, Mary. Belated birthday. Thank you. So you were just telling us this before we started recording, but you want to tell everybody what uh, what your friends did for you on your birthday Tuesday? Okay, yeah. So my best friend, Zoe, she had, like, she surprised me with this um, whole car line of all my friends, like, outside my house, and it was really sweet. But, like, she was going, like, four miles an hour, and everyone was honking. So, like, when she first came up to my house, I thought she was, like, holding up traffic, and I was, like... <laughs> You shouldn't be going four miles an hour in the neighborhood. Like, you have to speed up. So, I I thought it was like a traffic jam, and then and then I realized that's very cool. Yeah, that is that is cool. I've seen several instances of that where people are trying to, to like surprise somebody with you know a lot of people in cars. So that's yeah. that's really cool that people are able to uh, give you a celebration, even though we're all in this quarantine. 
So Mary, we know that you are our podcast's biggest fan. What, what is it about this podcast that you love so much? You guys are funny. <laughs> Good answer. Man, I miss having <laughs> you guys as teachers. Because like this semester just isn't the same. We don't need to say the semester who you don't like as much. So that's fine. But we, we just know <laughs> that they're listening. They know that you don't like them as much as you like us. No, it's not that I don't like them. It's just different. I love everyone. <laughs> So Mary, if you had a podcast, what are some topics you might have on your podcast that may or may not be different than some of the segments that we've put on our podcast? Mm -hmm. So if I had a podcast, I would like um, talk about all the shows I watch, which is like a lot because I like watch a new show every day because I can't stick with one. <laughs> so I would are, talk are about you... that. Are you like putting, are you putting, uh, like you watch a show and you binge watch it and then do another one? Or are you like watching one episode and then saying, oh, maybe not that episode, that show's not good, and then moving on? A little bit of both. Like I binge watched Tiger King in one day and I binge watched The Circle in one day. And then other ones, I'm just like, <laughs> those are Those are both solid choices. I know McConnell's on with us today and he definitely mentioned before uh, that he had binge watched Tiger King all seven episodes. And I, I actually binge watched the circle before school got out. So two solid choices on the uh, Netflix streaming service. Yeah. And then on Hulu, Hulu just has like all the throwbacks like Jersey Shore. I love that show. I love it so much. Like there's nothing that I would rather do than just watch Jersey Shore all the time. Which Jersey Shore <laughs> character do you identify the most with? Oh god. Um. Well, JWoww's tall. Snooky's crazy. So I don't know. You okay. gotta pick one. That's Either one of those. Of question. So a combination. She's obsessed with Ronnie. She doesn't contribute anything. <laughs> yeah, I think Ronnie. Would who would you be? The what? Yeah. Uh, who would you be if you had to pick a character? I mean. The only person that's like a functional human being is Vinny, or a functional human being adjacent. So I'd probably pick Vinny. I love Vinny. He's my favorite. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to say, me and you would have to be like Paulie and, and Vinny because we're like the bros of Holly Springs. So that would just make the most sense to be the, the two bros from the show. So your point. Paulie is so funny. And then McC like, McConnell would be. Who would you be, McConnell? Would you have to be Mike? Snooky. He wouldn't be Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, let's see what back up. I'm just going to walk into McConnell's room and go, we got a situation in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to decorate your entire – when we get back to school, McConnell, we're going to decorate your entire room with just Snooky oh, decorations. I love I, it. I, Thanks no, for the idea. Biological warfare on the students. All right. Uh, enough for the questions from us, Mary. Like the whole reason you're on here is for you to ask us a bunch of live Mary Greer mailbag questions. Okay. So why don't you uh, why don't you hit us with your best shots here? Okay. Um, I'm trying to pick which one to go first. Okay. So since we're talking about TV, do you guys like reality shows or like shows with actors? So I'll, I'll go first. Uh, generally, the shows that I watched most with my wife are reality shows. Like she really got me big into the Bravo universe uh, with like Vanderpump Rules and Below Deck. Uh, so we watched those together and I love the challenge. That's like one of my all time favorite shows, but I also love watching like 
regular scripted shows, like the hour long dramas, like actual, like good TV. I like, I enjoy watching those a lot also. So it really depends. Like by myself, I'm watching like dramas, but with her, we'll watch trash reality stuff. <laughs> what about you, McConnell? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Um, when my wife is watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, I'm usually there with her watching it as well. Um, other than that, I watch a lot of sports. Um, didn't actually get really into Netflix until recently with us being home so much and got the chance to watch Tiger King. And that was wild and entertaining and disturbing at times as well. So, uh, yeah, kind of a mixture of stuff. Yeah, I would, I would definitely probably go with a mixture as well. Uh, the reality shows, I can't, can't deny it. They're kind of my, my go-to to, to make me feel a little bit better. Um, I love Big Brother. I know we've talked about that Rhodes, Bachelor in Paradise, McConnell is one of my, my favorite <laughs> reality shows, even though I think it's a little scripted. Uh, but you also want to have those good TV shows like Rhodes said. So I definitely would, would say a mixture for me. Okay. What is the best like streaming platform for TV, like Netflix? Who would, like? What's the best one? So I'll, I'll jump in. My, uh, my wife and I have YouTube TV and really enjoy YouTube TV. Uh, we had PlayStation View before that, similar platform, streaming, live TV. Uh, but YouTube TV is just set up where you can, you know, go through a TV guide and see what's on. Uh, you can sort through movies. You can sort through channels. Uh, it's like 50 bucks a month. Not terribly expensive, but we, we use a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You gave me a funny look there when I said 50 bucks a month. I would not be able to pay that. <laughs> well... It's like a bunch. Of, it's it's a ton of channels, though. I think it's like fifty oh, to seventy yeah. channels. Yeah, it's somewhere in that that range. It's that's, like channels. That. that's like instead of cable. That's not like as opposed to like Netflix or Hulu. So he's talking oh. about what he does cable. Yep. Like yeah, I'd, I'd kind of do the same thing with McConnell. Um, I used to have Time Warner Cable Spectrum, and it was I think when I disconnected the service. I was paying close to like $225 a month for internet and cable. Uh, So I got rid of the the cable television aspect of it. I pay like $60, I think, for internet and then the $50 for YouTube TV. So I I cut my costs in half. But I love YouTube TV. Uh, It gives you a lot of sports channels, which is really awesome. It kind of sucks now because of the the quarantine. But (laughs) you get a ton of sports channels. And then you get the, like, the basic ABC, NBC, CBS, AMC, some of the, the basic channels. The one channel that I don't get with YouTube TV that sucks is MTV. So I can't watch oh, the challenge goodness. through YouTube TV. I have to go online and stream the episodes that way. Um, but I, I love YouTube TV. I think it's a great uh, platform for basic cable. And then I have Netflix, Hulu, and the other stuff more for the – the serious TV shows or the movies. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't mean for this to be a YouTube TV commercial, uh, but, I, but I know that wasn't what the question was asking. So you're probably asking about like the Netflix Hulu stuff. I think of those <laughs> Netflix is probably the one that I like the most because it just has the most stuff. It's original shows are the best. Uh, That's true. So that'd be my answer. Yeah. We do have I Disney. Like Netflix. We have Disney Ooh. plus, as well, which we really like. We have used that quite a bit, especially with, uh, a four-year-old, so we watched all the Disney movies. I've caught up on the Marvel movies as well, Avengers, all that stuff. That's that's been nice for seven bucks a month. That ain't bad at all. Yeah, what's seven dollars a month? What's your favorite Disney movie, Kyle? Uh, I really like Moana a lot. 
it's got the rock, it's got the rock in it, uh, and he's very entertaining. Uh, I think it's a good storyline. But unfortunately, Kennedy is not a fan of Moana right now. So <laughs> my little sister. Um, so for Halloween one year, she was Moana, and my dad was Maui. <laughs> I don't, that wasn't this year. Like, and then another year, my dad was the beast and my sister was Belle. That's cute. Yeah. Um, I could, McConnell, I could see you doing that if you haven't already with Kennedy. We have, that very well could be a wedding song one day. We have danced to that and my wife just melts over that whenever we, we dance to that Beauty and the Beast song. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Rhodes, you look, uh, you look a little excited or sh- shocked when he said that. It's just it's a, it's, a, it's a long way planning down the road there for a four-year-old. <laughs> All right, he has uh, priorities, man. But before McConnell starts uh, booking venues, Mary, what's your next question? Okay, so <laughs> my next one is, how did you know that you wanted to be a teacher? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take that first. Yeah, uh, let's, let's go that route. So that's actually not what I particularly thought I'd want to do growing up. Like, when I was like in high school and college, I kind of thought that might be a decent backup plan, but I kind of, the, the jobs that I always loved doing and what I always enjoyed working on was like working with kids. Like when I was growing up, my dream, like in high school was to be like, or my dream job, like as a high schooler was to be like a camp counselor. I ended up doing that. Like I started coaching after college. And I love doing that too. And I was like, if I, if what I enjoy doing most is being around high school kids, then I think that's a good job for me. Yeah. I had like a couple of teachers when I was in high school that were, you know, influential for me. And I think it's just great for high school kids to have an adult that's not their parents that can kind of be there to help them through stuff. And I enjoy uh, getting to do that for kids also. I think it's, yeah. I, I like having a job where I think I'm like making a positive difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went, uh, Colin, you can go, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I just had a good, really good high school experience uh, all four years of high school and really enjoyed specifically my social studies teachers. But going into college, um, you know, I kind of stayed away from it. People kind of scare you away with the talks of teacher pay and, you know, the conditions. It's not all it's worked up to be. So I started out in pre-business. And then after, I think, a semester or a year, I, I switched back over to education. Uh, and I've been happy with it ever since. Like, I don't see it as going to a job. I, I get to go have fun every day and hang out with uh, some good people and good friends. And I really enjoy the interaction with the students and kids and, and just kind of building those relationships. Yeah. When, when I was in college at NC State I I was my major was sport management Uh, I wanted to get involved in intercollegiate athletics you know market for NC State you know whatever college and I did a lot of student volunteering and you know once you start doing those volunteer or internship opportunities in college you start realizing like what are the things you actually have to do in those jobs when people aren't looking? It's not just the day of the game. It's all those little things you have to do leading up to the game. Uh, it ended up being like 70, 80-hour weeks, and I didn't want to get into intercollegiate athletics or the lack of pay. Um, I think entry-level internships were like $12,000 for the whole year uh, for you know sport marketing, and I didn't want to do that. So I actually wanted to get into college coaching I tried that route for about six months right out of college at Walford. Um, and that's a small private university in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And, you know, I was young. It wasn't the, the best fit for me coming out of college and, and working with, you know, a college women's program where I didn't have a lot of coaching experience. So I kind of was sitting around and kind of just 
fell into an opportunity to be a TA at Fuquay Verena High School. I know a lot of the students are probably upset that uh, I worked for and went to Fuquay, but you know, I got involved as a TA. And from there, I kind of realized that if I could get a job in business marketing, that kind of was what I majored in, sport management, and I minored in business. And then I could coach. And that was kind of my, my leeway into being a part of Wake County. And, and I'm, like McConnell said, I'm excited to go to you know, school every day and teach and interact with the students and then get to do something that I really enjoy doing, which is the coaching aspect. My next one is, did you like high school or college better? <laughs> uh, I guess I'll answer first. I don't want to go too crazy with it, but I, I think everybody would say they enjoyed college, I hope, in some aspect or some capacity. They enjoyed college for whatever reason, but I really enjoyed high school. I really did. I think, uh, you know, the social aspects, the, the friends that I built, the friendships that I have now, you know, with kids that I still, you know, went to high school with. I think it's just a different environment. Like you see these people every single day. And I know that sometimes that leads people to like to resent other students and be ready to get you know away from them once they go to college. But it's just a different environment. It's a different way of building friendships and bonds. But I really enjoyed high school. Yeah, my, my answer is going to be pretty similar to Will's. Um, I, I did enjoy high school, but college just has a lot more freedom and you're, you're more independent. You get to make your own schedule and uh, you get to wake up in a way of when you want to. Um, you know, later on in college, you can schedule your classes for later in the day if you like to sleep in. Yeah. I had one semester where I had classes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it was just loaded up and I went to school all day, but then I had a four day weekend. I had Thursday, That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Where did you I go? Worked, I had almost a full-time job. I worked at Best Buy in Charlotte. I went to UNCC. And so I'd yeah, work about 30, 30 to 40 hours, but then I'd still have a lot of time to enjoy myself and enjoy the college experience. So, yeah, you know, good time in high school, but college is just, it's just way different. Like, it's you growing up. It's you understanding the world a little bit more and getting away from your bubble of high school. Yeah. For me, the answer is definitely college. Uh, I had so much fun in college, I decided to stay a fifth year. Uh, all, of my friends that I, all of my friends that I still talk to are friends that I made in college. Uh, great time. High school was fun, but it was not remotely comparable to the experience I had in college. Uh, just kind of just living like with your friends and like, you know, seeing them every day, uh, being around all the time. Like that's just, just wish that was just a, a great experience for me. I really loved a lot of aspects of it. Didn't you like cry all of your first semester though? Yeah, yeah, it was the last <laughs> two, I did. Uh, the last nine and a half semesters were very, or the last, sorry, yeah, the last nine semesters were very fun. That's, that's good. That's why, that's why Rhodes had to go for that fifth year, because his, his first year was so terrible. <laughs> uh, as my cumulative GPA went down, the amount of fun I was having went up, so. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you go to Carolina? I did, yeah. Oh, that's where I'm going. I know. That's I think a, everyone knew that already. Yeah. You told me when you got in. Have you picked up a new hobby during quarantine? Mm. Crickets. Crickets. I mean, yeah. my hobby that I picked up is is doing this. Like, this is, like, I, you know, maybe you wouldn't be surprised considering how quality the podcast is, but this this takes, like, a long time to do. Like, taping this twice a week is, like, an hour and a half. Like, the night before, I spend, like, 
two hours like writing out scripts and stuff to say writing out what to say like afterwards editing it takes like two three hours figuring out all the other social media stuff like figuring out all the different things we do with like this has been like a i've learned a lot about how you know producing media works it's been super fun and this has been a great way to you know spend like 10 15 hours a week just doing stuff so this has been i I, I can't say that i do all the same things that Rhodes does he's kind of taken uh, control uh, over pretty much the whole production part of the podcast, which I'm all for. That, that saves some free time for me. Um, but I think one of the things that we do a very good job of is, like Rhodes said, we do a lot of prep work for the podcast. We, we spend about an hour before each episode talking about what we're, we're going to do, what we're going to try to do with the, the guests that come on. Uh, so just kind of going through the whole process, even though he does a lot more of the technical work, I think it is has made if, if everybody's been listening from episode one of the podcast to I think we're on episode seven or eight. Uh, I, I think you'll see that we've made progressions with how we do the podcast, some of the things that we put in. So I think this is a really cool opportunity for us to get better uh, with just, you know, production aspect of a podcast. How do we actually communicate and talk and do different segments? So I would have to agree with with Rhodes because I haven't really done much besides basic schoolwork in this. So I don't really have a skill other than kind of what we're doing with this. Yeah, I don't have a good answer for a new hobby, but uh, lots, lots of yard work, lots of work around the house. Uh, spent a lot of time outside on some of those days where the weather was really nice. Spent a lot of time with my four-year-old. Uh, yeah, I've kind of taught, taught some preschool, and she's actually handled this pretty well. Um, only once or twice where she's kind of got – pretty sad about like, I want to hang out with my friends or I want to have a play date and I feel terrible for her, but, uh, she's, she's handled this really well. So I spent a lot of time with her and, and trying to teach her those preschool type things that they do at preschool. Uh, I will yeah, my, sister goes to, my sister goes to charter school. So like they can like enforce online learning cause they have like every student gets a laptop. So yeah, she's been going, she has school every day from like eight to like noon. And I will say, Kennedy has been a joy in every staff meeting that she's popped up into also. So. <laughs> I have the door locked right now, so they, it, you can't just All right. So last question. Our, our last question today, apparently sponsored by YouTube TV. So what do you got for us? Okay. So what does, like, online learning, like, look like for y'all's classes? Like, does anyone actually do the work? Stuff like that. <laughs> so I've, I've set up – um, my website to kind of adjust to online learning and I've set it up in a way where students can complete assignments at like a, a self-paced format. I give them suggestions on complete the work within a, a week, two weeks or whatever. And then they, they complete um, an assignment through Google docs where they uh, complete an assessment, which is not graded. Um, it's all feedback provided for right now. But uh, being that I teach mostly seniors, no, there's, there's not a whole lot of participation. Uh, I do have a law and justice class. My law and justice class probably has about 15 to 20 sophomores and juniors. And I probably have about six or so of those that are currently active and working and turning in things. So um, not, not a whole lot of participation, uh, but just trying to set things up where students can access the website easily and complete the assignments if, if they want to. I know we talked about this a little bit last episode too, but yeah, I've had three kids so far turn anything. Like I have a copy of like the notes, me going over them online, a couple different assignments. And I have one kid that like completed all the stuff for the unit. Uh, 
I can promise any kid this, if you turn and work, you're going to get like my full attention. Uh, really not going to half whatever any grading, like really you get my hundred percent undivided attention uh, and focus. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a little smaller, uh, turnout for doing stuff than I think I expected. And I don't think I had super high expectations going in either. Yep. Ditto. Yeah. We, we talked about that on Monday uh, for my class because I don't teach mostly seniors. One of my, my sports two class that I have has four or five seniors in it. Um, I have a lot more freshmen in my sports one classes. I'm probably seeing closer to like 65, 70%. Uh, when you look at all the assignments that I've given this week and what's been turned in, not every single person has turned in everything that I've assigned, but between all the different assignments, I would say probably 65 to 70% have actually completed the work. And I think that's just something that as teachers, we're going to have to become accustomed to throughout this process. Certain kids can't access the information when you want them to. Some kids don't have access to technology. Uh, so, you know, 70%, 75% right now, I'm happy with. I, I hope that gets closer to 100%, especially with like the freshmen and sophomores that are in my class. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a unique situation and we're just going to have to roll with it and do the best that we can. Mary, thank you very much for coming on to do a live edition of the Mary Greer, Mary Greer Mailbag. Mary Greer Mailbag <laughs> today. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you also just for being, thanks for being our biggest fan. We appreciate it. Yeah, no we appreciate problem. it, Mary. Happy uh, birthday once again, and thanks for being on today. All right, thank you. You too. Since we have a dad on the podcast today, courtesy of McConnell, we figured it would be a shame to not tell each other some dad jokes. We won't blame you for leaving, but to be fair, if you actually listen to this podcast, you probably at least tolerate them. Please stick around for that next. Okay, so I'm pretty nervous for this. I'm usually much better at coming up with puns that nobody laughs at on the spot instead of playing them out ahead of time, but here we go. We are each going to tell three dad jokes and we'll get one point each time we make someone laugh. I think I speak for our viewing audience when I say that hopefully this does not end in a three-way tie of zero. <laughs> I already got one point for laughing my own joke. That's going to happen again. Uh, <laughs> I laughed. You get a point. <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't even the first joke yet. Uh, okay. So we're going to go through, we're each going to tell one joke and kind of go through. So for round one, a priest, a rabbit, and a minister walk into a bar. The rabbit says, well, I was clearly a typo. I'm waiting for McConnell's reaction on the video, but I don't think he, I don't think he laughed. So zero, zero. That took, might've worked better as a written joke. Uh, that's where I first saw it and it made me laugh. Also it might work better if you were Jewish, uh, but. <laughs> it, took about, it took about three to four seconds to actually understand it. You should have added the Jewish part into the joke and then we probably would have laughed. That was perfect. All right. Well, you're up. <laughs> Okay, my, my joke. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No. It's fine. He woke up. <laughs> Two. Yes. yes. Solid. Yes. yes. Two for me. Solid. All right, McCauley. Yeah, dude, fellas, listen, I, I'm excited spring is here. 
Uh, in fact, I'm so excited I wet my plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, dang it. All right, one for McConnell. All right. After round I'm already laughing. I'm already laughing like at every single one. I'm just trying to hold it in. After round one, the score. Uh, Will has two, McConnell has one, and I have zero. My second joke. What's a pirate's favorite letter? You're supposed to respond here. I don't what? know. What? No guesses. You're ruining the joke by not being able to guess this. It's the obvious <laughs> answer. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R. No, tis the C. <laughs> All right. Slight laugh there. <laughs> nice. One point on the board. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the board. I love it. Tis the C. Uh, sorry, I didn't realize that was a – we needed to actually yeah. answer it with, a, with an answer <laughs> versus like a what question. So I apologize. Yeah, that was a – yeah, audience participation joke. Okay, my, my, my second joke. I don't want to laugh before I say it, so I'm trying to get myself together. Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? No. Mm-hmm. He had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I got one. All right. Solid. Okay, one point. Like I'll joke. take that. Yeah, so a little, a little risque for this podcast, maybe, but okay. <laughs> risque, but mostly appropriate. All right, ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Ten tickles. Ten. Ten tickles. Correct. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Ten tickles. <laughs> wow. You ruined the joke, bro. When you guess the answer, you ruin the joke. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I probably shouldn't. Can I, get a, can I get a redo? Let me get a redo. Sorry, I'll give you a redo. <laughs> we'll give you All a right. redo. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, I'll answer this one so Rhodes can't screw it up. Well, there's no question here, so that's a good thing. All okay. right. So, so Sundays, Sundays are always a little sad, but the day before is a Saturday. <laughs> nothing. Also I nothing. Smiled. <laughs> I smiled. <laughs> I, I smiled under my shirt, but I don't think that counts. All right. <laughs> so, All right. After round two, Will has three, and McConnell and I each have one point. We both need some big laughs in this third round. <laughs> so on for my third joke. So it actually kind of goes against what I usually do, but lately I've been starting to kind of work on some home improvement projects. Uh, and when I'm trying to shop for like lumber, other things like that, like I'd never shop at Home Depot because I've got friends in Lowe's places. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I, I would I would say yeah, you should you should shop at Lowe's, but this isn't a uh, advertisement. This is a joke. <laughs> uh, you're so upset, Rhodes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is a good segment, fellas. This is a good. You're out. Uh, <laughs> Will, your turn. Oh, sorry. All right, my, my third and final joke. You're American when you go into the bathroom, and you're American when you come out. But do you know what you are while you're in there? European. Yeah, that's that that's a that joke's been around for a while too. It's like like the tentacles joke. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I, I you know what? 
I tried my best. I tried my best. But McConnell, well, you're up. You have an opportunity to tie. McConnell needs to make both of us laugh to tie you. If he does not make both right. of us laugh, then then Will wins. All right, this one this one is fitting to what's going on in today's world. So hopefully it's a win. All right, here we go. What what do you call a social media influencer who has the coronavirus? What? An influencer. <laughs> but 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 only if it goes viral. <laughs> Come on, Will. I was trying to help you out. He knew if he laughed, he was going to tie. He purposely didn't laugh. Yeah, he it in. An authentic reaction. He was gaming the system there. But only right. if it goes viral, I thought that was pretty good. That was good. I might, I might have laughed if Rhodes hadn't laughed after the first part, and then the viral part would have happened. I think I might have laughed because you would have put two jokes back to back, but – Sorry, I, I was just trying to try to sell your joke. I was trying to help you out there. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin literally all the jokes you told. Usually I only ruin my own jokes. So, so looks like we have our winner. Uh, certainly wasn't me since the contest we played on this podcast. So congratulations. Uh, the not father, uh, Joey Willow, with the uh, dad joke championship belt. So growing I up, I don't, I don't think I really deserve that. So uh, they were terrible jokes. I think uh, I think if we were able to tell jokes just without the uh, repercussions of them not being appropriate, I, I think this segment would have gone a lot better. But we did the best we could with the material that we had. I'm a little disappointed that I didn't win. I'm the only dad here, and I didn't win the dad joke competition. So it obviously shows best, me. Yeah, you I've got, got the best dad more. jokes. Yeah, I, I got to practice some more. Yeah, I think you're, you're us two are the the wrong people to tell these jokes to. I think that's the the issue at hand. Well, my wife doesn't laugh either, so <laughs> you just gotta when when Kendi learns how to roll her eyes, you'll be in good shape to really get things. <laughs> uh, growing up, I used to just eat entire boxes of Fruit Loops in one sitting, and my parents tried to get me arrested for being a serial killer. That joke wasn't good either. But hopefully, you enjoy our serial draft next. During the COVID nineteen world that we live in today. It is more important than ever to be able to stay in touch with people with your phone. Unfortunately, that is much more difficult if you have T-Mobile. Here at T-Mobile, we are proud to say that our towers practice social distancing from each other and also that you can get a great workout running to places where you might actually get one bar of service. T-Mobile, helping people stay far away from each other since 1997. I'm still the only person on this podcast who has ever won one of our drafts. We'll see if our audience is saying they're great and their best Tony the Tiger voice about my team after we finish the draft. We'll let our guest McConnell decide which pick he wants in our four-round snake draft. Wow. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I am going want to go with the number one pick. Okay. So McConnell get the first pick, I'll pick second, and then Will will we'll take the turn. All right, sounds good. All right. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So I'm, I'm super excited about the number one pick. Uh, you, you had mentioned about how you could eat a whole box of cereal, and this is that box of cereal for me. If it's in our house, it's gone immediately. My wife might get a bowl of it. Uh, Kennedy will barely touch it because I will eat it in a day or two. Just give me some milk, and the number one pick, give me some cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, and I, I hate am, you. I absolutely hate good. you, McConnell. That was my number one pick. That's why I had to take number one as your guest. I appreciate it. I was, that's what I was afraid of. If I took number two, I thought one of you would take that at the number one pick. 
Very, very solid pick. So for my first pick, I, I do need to say first before I make any picks, I don't do milk. So I only eat cereal dry. Uh, what? <laughs> I, really? I love cereal a lot, but I do not put milk on cereal. Thank <laughs> you for people that vote in our poll listen to the podcast. So, and I would lose anyway just for this statement. But uh, <laughs> this, might, this might be the last podcast that we Wait, ever do like, together, Rhodes. Not even like almond milk? No, I don't do milk. Oh my gosh, that is so weird. <laughs> Your your picks can't be justified here. There's no way. There's my no way. Cinnamon, there, there's no way cinnamon toast crunch was on your list because it, it was, milk makes it milk makes yeah. it so much better. Milk ruins everything. Um, oh my gosh! My first pick is Reese's Puffs. I mean, it's delicious. It's practically candy as a cereal. Is it good for you? Scientists are debating that to this day. But what's not debatable is the taste. Reese's Puffs, number one on my board. My first pick. Solid choice. I had them a little bit lower on my draft board, so I'm okay with that selection. Yep. For my first pick, this is one of my favorite cereals. Uh, it's not as good as Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it still has the crunch in its name. For my Wait. second choice, Captain Crunch. Yes. Love the way that just shreds your mouth, you know, when you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, a, it's, a, it's a definitely a dangerous cereal to eat. Yeah. With all that yeah, crunch. That, that was definitely in the, the top half of my draft board there. That's a good pick. You should have uh, you should have put that as a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's your second pick? Uh my my second pick, it, it's just filled with so much flavor. It looks and just visually it gives you so much excitement with all the colors in the cereal and for my second choice fruit loops yep oh that would have been my pick oh that was next that was number two on my board i love fruit loops <laughs> yeah that's Sorry. a great pick uh that's it. kind of when i was growing up when i got to go to a friend's house or go somewhere else like that was always my first cereal i would have picked fruit loops is delicious love fruit loops have you tried the variation with marshmallows fruit loops with marshmallows oh no i didn't even know that was a thing yeah, I didn't know that was a thing either. Now you do. <laughs> My next grocery shopping uh, excursion yeah. will definitely have to look for one. It definitely, it definitely uh, ups the sugar intake with those added marshmallows. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, My second pick is the cereal that I probably eat the most. It's actually maybe like vaguely healthy adjacent. Uh, and that cereal is Honey Bunches of Oats. Uh, I like it a lot. Super good. Uh, there's also are just like giant bunches of sugar in there. I like the type that has with is with almonds also, but honey bunches of oats is my choice. I could pick. Yep. It was on my list. Uh, my second pick also kind of makes you feel like you're having something a little bit healthy, uh, a little bit sweet as well. My second pick is going to be golden grams. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Golden grams. Big fan of golden grams. My wife and I both enjoy well, again, she doesn't get much of it, but I enjoy most of the box, and she gets a bowl. Uh, and the pick right after that. I'm also going to go with another fruity cereal here. Um, and that fruity cereal is going to be Fruity Pebbles. Good choice. Do they yep. still make Fruity Pebbles? Is that still a cereal that exists? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Fruity Pebbles. Uh, you can only eat it, though, a little bit at a time. I hate how it gets soggy. So what I like to do with Fruity Pebbles is pour in a little bit with Maybe a little bit of milk and eat it. Milk. 
No milk would be even better. No, 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 no. No, mixture <laughs> of milk. Just a little bit at a time until the box is gone. But you can have the whole box just a little at a time so it stays crunchy with the milk. Okay. Uh, my third pick, I'm going to pick Cinnamon Life. Uh, Mikey likes it, and so do I. Uh, I just I like Cinnamon Life cereal. It's super good. Uh, I can just eat it like by the handful. I, I feel like the best choices on your board are just the ones that like you could eat with your hands. Right, like cinnamon toast crunch and any other cinnamon cereal. I feel like grab it by the handfuls. Everything else, like you need milk with, bro. I'm sorry, I I can't get past that. But for my for my next selection, I'm gonna go with a cereal that doesn't have too much going on. You don't have all the marshmallows or all these additives to it. It's just sugary goodness. And for my next pick, I'm going to do Frosted Flakes. So you, you think Frosted Flakes are great? I, I, I think Frosted Flakes are fantastic. But that's no, up to me. No, no. I get it. Okay. I get the joke there. <laughs> are they great? You just really glossed over the joke there, so I wasn't sure. Oh, no, no. I, I get it. I get it. I did the segue, remember? <laughs> and I guess that puts me to my fourth pick and my yeah. final pick. Um, this, this was one that I I wanted to have a chocolate cereal on the board. Uh, I think you had Reese Puffs. I think this is a, a better overall chocolate experience. And for my final pick, Count Chocula. Mm. Count Chocula. Well, we know that uh, Kennedy wouldn't like this pick because there's too much counting involved, but... (laughs) (laughs) The amount of dad jokes in this segment. Are way better than our previous. Oh, yeah. That's one of my jokes. What's Kennedy's least favorite type of cereal? Count Chocula. (laughs) I would have killed. You would have got McConnell to laugh for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No. Solid choice. I don't think I've ever had Count Chocula before. Really? Uh, I don't think I've either, actually. Oh, wow. I might have ruined my my draft. Uh, You always pick one that's totally the thing I've never heard of. At least I've heard of this, but I've never had it. All right, my, my last pick, I'm going to take Frosted Mini Wheats. Uh, half yep. of Frosted Mini Wheats is absolutely delicious. The other half is, you know, garbage. You can guess which half is which. Uh, you know, it's actually pretty good, and you can trick yourself into believing it's vaguely healthy. It's another great cereal. You can just kind of, like, sometimes, like, if I'm, you know, doing stuff or driving around, I just have, like, a bag of it in my car and just, you know, pop yeah, little balls of grain sugar into my mouth and delicious. <laughs> All right, so my final pick, I think if you look at my – draft so far i've got a great combination of, of cereals i've got cinnamon i've got honey with the golden grams i've got the fruity flavored with the fruit uh with the fruity pebbles so to round this off i'm kind of going like the candy sweet route all these have been like kid cereal and more of like a treat and in fact it has the name treat in it and i don't know if you guys have ever had this or not it's the rice krispies treat cereal have you ever tried that before no, I, I literally heard of it last night when I was researching cereal types. I'd never heard of it before. <clears throat> it's my sleeper pick. I, I don't know. I'm taking a risk here if, if the audience has ever heard of it as well. But if not, you should grab a box of it. That along with a nice cold bowl of milk roads. It's awesome. just absolutely awesome. delicious. Yep, that's my last pick. Yeah, I've had, I've had that cereal before. It's not something that I... I buy boxes and boxes of, but it, it is a good cereal. If nobody's yeah. done it, definitely go and try it out. 
Um, but yeah, definitely make sure you get a two gallon container of milk to go with it. <laughs> or, you know, you can be like me and just be able to quarantine without having to pick up milk every two weeks and just get like 19 boxes of cereal. So <laughs> I think that my cereal habits are much better prepared for the current environment we're living in. <laughs> just saying. One could argue. One could argue. Yes. Uh, most people disagree with me, but, you know, it's one of my many unpopular opinions that nobody else agrees with. McConnell, thanks thanks for joining us today. This was, this was a blast. Dude, I had a great time, man. Anytime you guys want me back on, I'd be happy to join and, and do it all over again. I think, I think this might be the most fun that I've had on a podcast with just having a special guest on for so long. Sometimes it's difficult to – have a lot of material and prep the, the guests for what we're going to talk about. But, you know, like I said before, if we were doing three people instead of two, right, McConnell would make up the, the three amigos on the 27 hallway and, and be a part of this podcast. So we appreciate you coming on and being a special guest and you're welcome to come back anytime that you want, buddy. Thanks guys. We can discuss pay later on. Appreciate it. <laughs> talk to Rhodes. You can get four percent of our gross uh, advertising profits. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening today. Uh, we have our next episode coming out on Monday. Make sure to hit us up on via email, broads4 and jwill at wcpss.net or on Instagram and Twitter at marketing underscore hshs with any segments you'd like to hear, stuff you loved, stuff you didn't love. Uh, yeah, hope you guys have a great, you know, finish out your week. Don't work too hard. Don't, don't make your teachers work too hard writing all the material turning in. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Peace. Bye, Eric.